This is Coffee Number Five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Many years ago, I really, really needed to get a job. I didn't know where to start. I always got my jobs from referral to referral. And a friend or someone I know told me, why you don't talk to this woman? She works in the agency world and she's a recruiter. And I say, great, that would be amazing. And my background in the industry was jumping to jumping from different things. And I always was that girl who can do it all. So they keep moving me. One year I was doing PR. The other year I was a soap opera producer. Then I was an entertainment producer. And I always was jumping in the industry. And then I fell in love with digital. So I was working in digital. So I put all those things together, like 20 years of experience in one paper. And I say, this is my experience. And she said, you better stay at home and take care of your kids. You're going to make less money than a nanny. You shouldn't be working. That day I came back home and I cried. I never cried for a job, but that situation made me cry. I was a 30-something years old woman with a lot of years ex experience, but I didn't qualify to a job because I didn't have that job one year to the next to the next. All my experience was nothing. So the years passed and today I'm the CEO of a marketing agency and I learned that I will never hire her as a, as a recruiter. But I was on LinkedIn and I met this woman and that I have the honor of having here today, Mindy Worrell. And she, did I pronounce it well? Mindy? Yes, world. That's correct. Okay, it is good. So welcome to coffee number five. I'm so happy to be here with you and to blow up some myth in this industry because I love what you have to say and all the things that I had to approach and say I wanted to be in a guest in coffee number five. So Yes. No, thank you so much for having me. And I, I'm hopefully I can re redeem recruiters for you. I'm sorry that you have that awful experience. Transparency and honesty in recruiting is absolutely important. But what may be even more important is helping people find their journey, their route to where they want to go. People don't have to fit in boxes. And in my experience, some of the best people in marketing and advertising don't fit in boxes and have gone and hit the, the industry and roles from multiple directions because unfortunately one of our, our big problems in this industry is you get to know this little tiny corner of your world. And they're like, oh, you're that. There you go. And then a couple years later, they'll be like, oh, you know, you're really, your insight's not that big. Your big picture thinking really isn't there. And you're like, yes, no, you put me in that corner and I stayed in it. And now you're going to ding me for it. And I think the only reason I was able to have today this agency is because I've been there and I've been done that. I made mistakes and I grew in each position and I learned a lot and to teach this ecosystem that I believe that we cannot do Facebook or Instagram or decide, oh, we're going to do Just TV. Right now it's an ecosystem and everything is talking to each other. Absolutely. And, and the understanding of that, no matter how big or small your ecosystem is, when you have leadership, they can do, you know, the blue sky, the big picture thinking, and they can say, oh, this is how we need to bring things together. Or at least I'm aware that we do need to bring things together to make it work as a solid brand voice, as a solid experience across all these platforms. I mean, that's when you really get your magic going on, right? You're like, hey, I get it. And I can help get you there. But again, if you've been stuck in one corner this whole time, and all of a sudden you decide you're going to take this on, you may have quite a few gaps and some really unhappy employees and staff because the leadership doesn't have the experience needed to guide people in that direction. 
before I'm recording the show today, we were talking about the importance of the tribe or the culture that we create in the company. That when I create my company, I did it backwards. I first created a culture of what I wanted, and then I went and find people. I would argue that you did that the right way, because that is the biggest problem. Everybody says to you, I'm not happy in my job. And when you say you dig in and you're like, well, great, what are you not happy about? And it's usually the culture, right? They don't feel valued. They don't feel supported. They don't have the right tools or enough time. It, it all ties back culture. So I think you started in the exact right place because then you can say to people, hey, this is what's going on over here. This is how we operate. This is how we work and the kind of relationship I want to have with you. And then people need to stop and think, oh, is that a matching relationship for me? Does this culture meet my emotional needs? Because these are absolutely, you know, jobs just don't satisfy wallets and bank accounts. First, they have to satisfy your emotional and your creative needs. Then the rest of it can come into play. Absolutely. And it's the same thing about growing in a company. Many people believe that the fact that you grow in a company and you get a coordinator position or a director position, a VP or whatever whatever it is, is that you become more the boss and the, the boss is not a leader necessarily. And I'm completely against that because I feel like when you grow in a company, you grow with responsibilities, not only the responsibility that you have more work to report or you have people reporting to you, it's your responsibility to mentor others because you grow enough to reach that point and grow and get the new positions. So your responsibility is to mentor others that one day they're going to grow like you. Absolutely. I mean, our industry does not have management tracks. It doesn't have management training. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, what most of us have to do is maybe take some training courses, read some books, but most importantly, elect a mentor. And if you can build that into the system, if you can build a culture of that, you know, that's when you're really winning, right? Because people will stay because they are able to keep growing and learning new things. They're going to be stimulated. But if we aren't fostering that culture within these organizations, if we, if there's no route to management training, no mentorship, what you get is somebody who moves every year because they interpret that as growth because they have no other markers of that. You were saying before, and I love what you were saying about growth and that growth is something not only that takes time. I mean, you cannot become a junior to a director in six months. It wouldn't make sense because you cannot grow so much in six months. You need to gain the experience of making mistakes, have the experience also of have wins because that's what makes you grow. And just experiencing the full life cycle of something, right? The full life cycle of a project, a brand, how things go over one year with a client or types of projects. If you don't have and own that experience, what are you going to build on? We have the same issue with our clients are not huge, but we have some of our clients who have the same problem. They want to see results in two months, three months. It's Come on, just there, we got the house in order. Now we're going to be able to start working. It takes time. It's like moving to a house. You cannot move all the furniture in the box and say, I'm done. You need to unpack. You need to put things in place. It's the same when you start a job. I mean, you need to become part of that culture. And where you want the things in your house may change from week to week. And that's okay too. But you need to first get in there and learn, you know, what feels good, what doesn't, what 
fit, you know, where you may really be bringing it and where you might need some support and more experience. And again, this takes time. And, you know, I would say more like 15 to 20 years ago in marketing and advertising, you would see a little bit more of a format where it's like, no, you don't move up every year. It's, it's more like two to three years. And even though there still wasn't necessarily more training for management or for your increased responsibilities, you at least got to sit in it further and just by living it, build on your experience. And now everybody's trying to jump every single year. And what they don't understand is that, you know, yes, if you would like a monetary reward because you really are putting in some good work and you're delivering, fantastic, ask for that. But there's a huge difference between promotion and a pay increase for work. And you need to decide what what you're going for and why. It, it, you know, because promotion means usually more responsibility while still being an individual contributor and not just more money. So what is it that you want out of this? Is it more money or are you going for leadership? Two different conversations. And the thing is like, there's certain things that I do super fast and not because I'm necessarily great at it. I just been doing it for so long that I became fast. And that's what experience gives you. Another thing that I want to take in consideration here is about loyalty. I mean, I feel like we are losing that feeling of feeling loyal because we need to jump to grow. Oh, I feel like there's two big issues with loyalty right now. A, it's the jumping, right? That got to have that promotion mindset. And then there is starting to be, you know, fortunately over the last year and with the more remote the companies are going, there's this disassociation, right? If you're not in the workplace physically, if you're not seeing your people on a daily basis, or really keeping those interactions going, it starts to feel like you can swap one job out for another and that it's very you know, it's very replaceable. And what's going on is that, again, the infrastructure isn't there for supporting people's experience and growth. Because if that's there, if people feel like they are getting that value and that investment, then the loyalty comes. And we're talking about here what employer can do to ban to help the employee or the team member. What can the team member do to be part of that culture and help grow that culture? I think they need to be really aware, and this is a tough one, really aware of what they want, like what drives them, what they need in this role, and you know what's going to satisfy them to stay around and to keep moving up and be able to have those honest conversations. Because if everybody's just guessing or, or sitting in their own corner with this idea of their head of what this is supposed to be, but nobody's actually sitting down and saying, this is what I need, this is what I want, this is where I think I'm going, can you help me get there? then everybody just ends up resenting each other, right? Because you've had these conversations by yourself in a vacuum. So being clear on what you want, being able to communicate that, and of course, being open to someone with more experience coming back to you and saying, all right, we're starting to talk about where you want to go. And I see that, but here's some things that you haven't thought about that I could help you with and check out this over here. But still, it's, you have to open up that conversation and be very clear on who you are and what you want. And that can change. It will change. It may change every year. But the conversation has to be going on. It has to be an open exchange. Absolutely. Actually, today I was late, as always, writing my newsletter and I need to come out tomorrow and they were driving me crazy. But you know, when the inspiration comes, the inspiration comes, you cannot do it 
before that. And one of the things that I was thinking about today was that this industry changed so much with the digital world. And everyone has access to the digital world and they have access to the tools. It doesn't mean that they have access to the knowledge. So everyone thinks that they can be part of the digital world. And we're growing a growing company. So we have a lot of people who are interested in working with us. And we receive resumes and the people tell me, I know how to use Instagram. Yeah, everyone can use Instagram in their phone or Facebook. But do you understand the basics of social media and how it works? And this is a question that even pretty good and filter resumes, but sometimes there are infiltrations. There are people who know how to talk really well the way out. But at some point when they get to my coordinators or to me, and the tough questions come in, I cannot pull it off. And I always say they burnt a bridge. Yeah, no, honesty, honesty about your experience is important. And, and you can be aspirational, right? You can be aspirational in your resume. You can be aspirational in LinkedIn. It is totally fine to walk up to a place and say, hey, I really think I have got a talent and a burning interest for this, but here's where I'm at. I understand that I can go further, but here's where I'm at. And yeah, when you walk in claiming to have things that you can't back up, you more than likely aren't getting a second round. It's the same that people say, I speak fluent English, but they don't. So you cannot back it up. Or you speak fluent Spanish. You don't. I do not speak fluent Spanish, just for the record. I do have a lovely Chilean husband, and I speak, uh, I would say, the equivalent of a two- to three-year-old's level of Spanish in present tense only. Oh, well, that's but uh, that's, a, that's good. We'll, we'll continue in, in Spanish later. But Oh, fantastic. That'll be perfect. Oh, you know, I have a podcast in Spanish, too, so we can do one in Spanish. I checked it out. In Spanish. Oh, you did. There's not enough content in Spanish. There, there's not enough textbooks. There's not enough content. There's just, there's not enough. I it, This is a market that I, I like to check out on the usual, because, of course, my husband is a later-in-life English speaker, and his father's a professor and uh, a ranger, and often has to take, uh, he teaches at the conservatory level in, in, in Santiago, Chile, but he has to take these books in English, you know, from Berkeley, from, you know, places and translate them into English because that's the, or to Spanish, from English to Spanish, because that's the only way it's happening. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And we're doing something about it. Uh, it's, it's coming out, it's coming out. But anyway, I before I let you go... This is a very tempting industry. A lot of people are fascinated with the marketing industry, advertising industry, madman, and all those fun things. It's a lot of work, but you still insist if you want to be part of this industry, what would be the next steps for someone to start? What do you recommend? How to build a resume? How to start contacting? Now, before advertising and marketing is huge, right? This is this umbrella label that literally speaks to thousands of different type of jobs. So there's a couple ways you can go about it, but you might want to, you know, start surfing around. You can do award winning lists, best of, but you need to figure out what type or a few different types of advertising and marketing. Start narrowing that down as to what you think could appeal to you, where you think you could work. Work. And then I would recommend starting to make friends with some people who could possibly be mentors, but really 
following some people on LinkedIn, you know, the creative director at Saatchi, the, you know, head of strategy over at Kashmir, you know, these a place that's perhaps doing specifically experiential or digital or social, but get in on LinkedIn, find and identify a couple of people that you're like, oh, I, I think I like what these people are doing, what space they're in, start commenting on what it is they are generating, right? So this is not about you. This is about them. Because really, you're trying to figure out what they do. Start forming these relationships, then show up in their inbox, in a DM, and say, hey, I, I'm really fascinated about what you're doing. I enjoyed that post, that piece of work that you shared. I would like to hear about a day in the life of as I am trying to determine what my next move should be. And you should basically interview Get that info on a day in the life of as as many people as you think could be a possible fitting vertical within advertising marketing for you. Because the other alternative is just going in there and trying out jobs, which could be extremely frustrating. And it's hard to get the job too. I mean, you're not going to get it that easily. And something that I learned is that you don't go to network when you need something. You network all your life. You network every day. You don't know. We're going to work for 40 years. You don't know when that relationship is going to come into play. So water every day. But if you can figure out what verticals can work with your lifestyle, your personal goals, like getting a job in this industry in a sector of it that works for you, right? This is not just you working for someone, something that works for you. That is the hardest decision, but the most important decision you can make. You have to figure out who you are and where you can possibly belong in this space, then you can start going after these categories in a very intentional manner. And you will get a much higher return rate because you're going after people and you're saying, hey, I did my homework. I am here for a reason. But also understand that your first job is not going to be as a director. Oh, goodness. No, no, no. Nor do you want it to be. The, the journey is thrilling and you need that room to make mistakes. You're going to want to learn from the people who are more senior than you. It's part of the joy. So don't skip the step. Yeah. And it's, you can't run before you walk. It, you'll just end up skin in your face. And sometimes just walking, you can enjoy a lot more of seeing what is around you than when you're running. I would like to see a lot of people take the pressure off of themselves with this whole promotion thing and get into the enjoyment. Like, why am I here? Which should be coming together with other people to make something greater than I can on my own. I think that most of us are here in marketing and advertising. And, you know, let's, let's have that be the focus. Also, once you find a job and you find someone you respect, put your ego aside and just say, listen, I really respect you and I think I can learn from you. And I would love for you to think that person in the other side would probably appreciate you and will make an extra effort. People love to help. You can actually really hit people's endorphin buttons, which is a nice thing to do by saying, hey, I want to learn from you. I don't know what I don't know, but you know some cool stuff stuff. I'd like to learn about it. And then people go, Oh, you want to hear from me? Yeah. It, it's an easy thing for people to help you. It's an easy thing for people to give. And it's so valuable to you. So go ahead and hit those endorphin buttons and say, Hey, what you got? Yeah. There is no shame in asking for help or asking for mentorship. We at the time we have one saying that the only mistake people can really make is not asking questions. 
assuming will bite us all in the butt for sure always 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 ask and if you just say to people hey i need some help people love helping again you are hitting that endorphin button you'll be surprised i mean i think people are afraid to ask for help because they're afraid that people will say no and like my mother will say you already have a no if you don't ask yes i have a good friend who says don't count yourself out I love that. Thank you so much, Mindy. It was such a pleasure to have coffee with you. And I'm, sh- I'm going to keep following you and commenting you on LinkedIn because I always think that you have amazing content and you have a voice out there, which is really, really important to just say what you think. Thank you, Laura. I'm excited to see more of here, more of your content as well. And what's next for you in the journal agency? Thank you for joining us. If you like the show, remember to leave a review. I will really appreciate it. If you want to know more about marketing and myself, follow me on Instagram. My handle is Lara Schmoisman. was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.